Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The Future of Seeds post-Brexit. What impact will Brexit have on seed production? More choice perhaps for the gardener, suggests Sue Strickland. We try to reduce vegetable miles by growing our own and buying locally, but often forget that their journey actually starts with the seeds. Hardly any of the vegetable seeds sold to UK gardeners and growers are produced in this country. Similarly, other products with local provenance are valued, local cider or breeds of livestock, for example, but rarely local varieties of vegetable. Change could be on its way, however. Small independent seed companies are becoming more popular. Brexit could bring new regulations that govern which vegetable varieties they can sell, and there are moves to encourage local production of seed. All this could lead to more choice for gardeners, giving us some tailor-made varieties and better quality seed. Joining the EU When Britain joined the EU in 1973, many favourite garden veg varieties were casualties. Up-to-date onion, Duke of Albany pea and cottager's kale, for example. It became illegal to market a variety not registered on the UK National List or the European Common Catalogue, and registration was expensive. Not worth it for a seed company selling only a few packets to gardeners. Hundreds of varieties quickly became unavailable, and seed companies had to watch what they kept on the right side of the law. Even large, well-known ones such as Thomas and Morgan were prosecuted by MAF, M-A-F-F, the 1960s equivalent of DEFRA, for selling illegal varieties. In the 1990s, the EU seed laws were amended to recognise amateur varieties, ones developed with no commercial value and for sale in small packets. These could be registered simply and relatively cheaply, and DEFRA was able to take a more relaxed approach to garden seeds. However, drastic new regulations are in the offing, and nobody knows what direction they will take. One recent proposal from the European Commission was to extend the legislation to affect all seeds, including those of minor crops and flowers, which have both hitherto been exempt, and also to encompass young plants. After Brexit, the UK will hopefully choose to regulate seeds for home use more lightly, 
Otherwise, gardeners could end up paying more for a reduced choice of seeds. Seeds for gardeners. One seed company that has had to navigate the EU seed laws with particular care is Real Seeds, run from Pembrokeshire by Kate McAvoy and Ben Gable. Their fields on the Welsh hillside are a stark contrast to the sheep grazed landscape, supporting a diverse mixture of vegetables and flowers. Some are ready to eat, some are growing for seed, and among the familiar kales, carrots, and courgettes are many unusual crops. Huizontal, yacon, ochre, sculpit, and grass peas, for example. Kate and Ben trial different varieties to see how well they'll grow under garden conditions, and they also test them for flavour and culinary merit. Only the very best are listed in their catalogue, and where possible, the seed is produced either by themselves or by other small farmers and growers that they know and trust. The varieties are all open pollinated, number F1 hybrids. And, unusually for a seed company, they encourage their customers to save their own seed in future years, even supplying instructions to help them. The problem with most modern varieties available to gardeners, say Kate and Ben, is that they've been bred to suit commercial growers, selected for supermarket characteristics such as uniformity and shelf life. Real Seeds actively seeks out those more appropriate for home use. Some are traditional British varieties such as the sweet, strong-growing carrot Manchester Table. Some, such as the kale Dazzling Blue, a stunning and tasty twist on Cavallo Nero, come from small-scale plant breeders. Others might come from seed-saving groups or government gene banks, or are recommended by Real Seeds enthusiastic customers. Judgment is harsh. Real seeds have always wanted to sell an edible lupin, for example, but it's taken 15 years of trying different varieties to find one that is actually nice, says Kate. Many of the crops they sell wouldn't conform to a commercial grower's idea of a good variety either. There are tomatoes, which are dramatically untidy but wonderfully tasty, and deliberate genetic mixtures of amaranths, for example, which produce a diverse range of plants. Although the unusual crops are, at the moment, exempt from the laws on national listing, many of the other varieties that real seeds sell come under the regulations. In its early days, the company operated as a club to enable unlisted varieties to be legally sold. One pea was added to every customer's order to make them a member. More recently, Kate and Ben have worked with DEFRA to register amateur varieties such as the Latvian pea, a tall purple flower drying pea which produces high yields of brown speckled peas and makes delicious soup. Real Seeds would like to see seed that is sold in small packets, as already defined by the law, exempt from variety registration regulations. Gardeners would still be protected from poor quality seed because regulations on labelling, dating and germination would still apply. Community ownership On the other side of the country, near Gosburton in Lincolnshire, another seed company also champions locally produced open pollinated seeds. The seed cooperative set up in 2014 is community owned. Anyone can become part of it by taking out shares, 
similar to a community shop or a community pub. It means that gardeners, growers, cooks and consumers can all come together and influence their food from the very beginning. The Seed Cooperative's 24-acre Lincolnshire farm has extensive glasshouses and a large barn where seed-cleaning machinery has been set up. Threshing machines, mechanical sieves and other ingenious separators which use spirals and centrifugal force or bounce the seeds around to remove debris and duds. As well as growing seed crops themselves, the Seed Co-op already has a small network of UK seed producers and is encouraging more. This year its catalogue contains more than 350 varieties of vegetables, herbs and flowers, all as certified organic or biodynamic seed. Alongside each variety description is a note of where the seed was grown, either by one of the UK producers or from one of four small seed companies in Europe, who similarly have their own network of growers. You'll find many popular varieties, Gardener's Delight Tomatoes, Little Gem Lettuce, Bedfordshire Champion Onions, for example, but also some enticingly unfamiliar ones. New Varieties The problem with many open-pollinated varieties now available to gardeners is that they have not been maintained properly. That is, not enough care and attention has been paid to the seed crop in order to preserve the useful characteristics of each variety and keep its health and vigour. You may have experienced this yourself when packets produce beetroot that are woody and pale instead of deep purple, onions which bolt or tomato fruits that are not what you expected. Looked after well, however, Open pollinated varieties can be equally as valuable as their hybrid counterparts. The Seed Cooperative aims to improve existing open pollinated varieties that work well for gardeners and growers, but also to breed new ones. With anything from 8 to 14 years needed for each variety, this takes time as well as money and expertise. In continental Europe, Organic and biodynamic growers have run plant breeding programmes for the last 20 years and many new varieties have been developed. The bright, tolerant tomato Quadro and the sweet corn Damorne, the first extra-sweet open-pollinated sweet corn, for example. Although these will grow successfully in the UK, our own selection and breeding programmes would ensure that the resulting varieties are ideally suited to local growing conditions as well as to organic methods. Local Seed Networks This year saw the start of an exciting new project run by the Gaia Foundation, which could lead to more locally grown and locally adapted seed becoming available to UK gardeners. Their Seed Sovereignty Programme aims to support regional hubs which will help small-scale farmers and market gardeners produce seed alongside the vegetables they grow to sell. Each hub will provide training and access to seed processing equipment, for example, and a network for information sharing. The manager of the programme is Neil Munro, who was formerly head of Garden Organics Heritage Seed Library. This conserves old and unusual vegetable varieties and makes seed available to gardeners. 
Neil is thus well placed to know how popular different varieties can be and how successfully they can grow. We really need a diversity of crops and also a diversity of varieties to ensure we are resilient to a changing environment, says Neil. Farmers and home gardeners can all help. Everybody wins. Locally produced seed and varieties will not only give gardeners more choice, but preserve genetic diversity, reduce our vegetable miles, and ensure our food supply can withstand a changing future. Seeds for Victory The well-known wartime campaign Dig for Victory involves saving seed as well as growing vegetables. Enemy blockades prevented seed from being imported, so Britain had to produce as much of its own as possible. Substantial acreages in many counties were set aside for this, and glass houses that in pre-war days grew cut flowers were filled with drying vegetable seeds. To prevent cross-pollination, zoning schemes were introduced in some counties, whereby only certain crops and varieties were permitted to be grown in a particular area. The Minister of Agriculture also encouraged gardeners to save their own seeds, issuing detailed leaflets to help them. F1 Hybrids – The Pros and Cons The seed of open-pollinated varieties comes from plants that have been either self-pollinated or have been pollinated by natural means, wind or insects, from a plant of the same variety or a mixture of both. These seeds will produce plants that are roughly identical to their parents, so gardeners can successfully save seed from them. Nevertheless, they still carry a healthy amount of genetic diversity, which allows the variety to slowly adapt to local growing conditions from year to year. The seed of F1 hybrids is deliberately created by crossing two different, heavily inbred parent varieties under controlled conditions. The breeder thus creates a seed which inherits particular characteristics from the parent plants which the plants uniformly exhibit. Some F1 hybrid varieties also have increased vigour. However, the seed saved from F1 hybrid plants will not produce a plant with the same characteristics of the parent. The whole breeding process has to be carried out annually. F1 hybrids have distinct advantages for commercial growers needing to produce a uniform crop on time, but have fewer benefits for gardeners who often prefer it if their produce varies in size and harvesting time. For some crops such as tomatoes and squashes, the hybrid vigour of F1s is hardly noticeable compared to good open-pollinated seed, and F1s are usually more expensive. F1s are not necessarily bad for gardeners, for some crops they can have definite advantages, but commercial breeders have concentrated on them almost exclusively, leaving us with less choice of poorly maintained, open pollinated varieties and leading to a dangerous loss of genetic diversity. Kitchen Garden magazine offers down-to-earth advice to make sure you get the tastiest produce from your plot.
Packed with hints and tips on growing your own fruit and veg, it's perfect for beginners and experts alike. We have a very special subscription offer for our podcast listeners. Get the printed magazine and free seeds delivered to your door, an interactive digital version for tablets and smartphones, access to a 10-year back-issue archive and exclusive content on the KG Subs Club website. And all this can be yours for just £4.99 a month. An absolute bargain. Go to www.classicmagazines.co.uk forward slash KG264 for all the details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 